Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. Very quickly, we're going through Iagram part two. And the key word that the Lord gave us for the month is, can anybody remind us? Without, don't put it there yet. Thank you, sir. Very quiet. Sister, I feel God. Go on. Thank you very much. Psalm 18, verse 33, which says, Okay, let's read it. It, says, it makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on high places. And Philippians 3.14 says, I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Last week we gave us a foundation of higher ground. We say higher ground is an elevated place. We say higher ground is a place of is a greater place, a place of higher platform forum, a great stage above normal, above mediocrity, above just normal standards coasting along. You're not just coasting along your life. You're passing through life, just like somebody mentioned in that um, opening. Um, inspirational corner that you're not just coasting through life you are living a point in life you're not like a metusela that lives and just have children and that was what was recorded nothing significant and a large close a coast a strong tower a place where breakthroughs and success become an ordinary experience for you praise god a place to set the place uh, to set up as opposed to being pulled down to prevail, to become most favored where you are least favored. Praise God. And we did very well with it last time. But today we're just going to move on very quickly into instruction on how to be on higher ground. Instruction on how to be on higher ground. Instruction on how to be on higher ground. Number one, live wisely. What did we say? Live wisely. Ephesians 5.15 say, be very careful. Then how you live, not as an unwise, but as a wise person. The path you follow, brethren, will determine the place you will end. Then somebody can ask me, Pastor, how do we live wisely? How do we live wisely before a wise God? Brother James gave an example. He said, who is wise and understand among you? He said, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you have a bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not go about this body or deny the truth. Next, such wisdom does not come from heaven. Envy boasting, it doesn't come from God, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and it's demonic. 
For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you also find disorder and evil practices. They follow each other. But you will find evil and disorder. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is false of all pure, peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Brethren, the first thing we need to do is to live wisely. To live on it, to go on it, to sustain a higher ground, to go on a higher ground, live your life wisely. First, I'm going to give you a few things how to do that. Number one, be Christocentric. What does it mean to be Christocentric? You live the life of Christ. Live the life of Christ. First John 2:6 says that whosoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood watches us and cleanses us. So we look at him. He is our example. We live like Christ. First Peter 2 12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of wrongdoing, that's normal, but he said they, they might see your goodness and glorify God in the day he visits. Let people see Christ. In you, in your place of work, anywhere you are, you need to be an example of Christ. That is how to be fruitful. Shout hallelujah. John 5, 30 say, I can do nothing alone. Say, I judge only the way I am told. I am, my judgment is right because I am not trying to please myself. I want only to please the one who says Jesus, to only to please the one that sent me. That is the will of Christ. He said, I can only do. He said, the soul will not do anything unless what he heard the Father saying. That is the secret of Christ's sex. And that is how we live our life. Christocentric life. The second one is to guide your utterance. Now we believe that nobody's perfect. The Bible said Noah was perfect in this generation. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, who he that is able to guide his utterance is perfect. Praise God. Guide what you say, Colossians 4, 5. He said, be wise in the way you act towards outside. Make the most of everything. He said, let your conversation be always full of what? Grace. Brethren, guide your utterance. Husband to wife, wife to husband, everybody. Guide your utterance. Don't speak. That's how to stay on the higher pedestal, the higher ground. Guide your utterance. Sometimes you get hungry, but guide your That's not the time to talk. Let your conversation be always full of grace every time. Season with salt. Remember, I say you are the salt of the world. You are the city set on the hill that can never be hidden. Say so that you might know how to answer everyone. Guide your utterance. Proverbs 18.21 say, life and death. Where are they? Okay. Where are they? They are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, you love it, you will eat the fruit. Shout hallelujah. Should in case you're wondering, how do I do this? At some time, you just missed 
talk or you say things that you go back and regret it. The Bible says, James says in 1 5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, wisdom or how to talk, how to relate with people, what do you do? Ask God who gives generously, generous giver, who gives generously. He'll give you wisdom, not just wisdom, whatever you ask, he gives you generously without finding fault and to be given unto you. Number the third one is do not compromise holiness, Christian values. Brethren, do not compromise. Do not compromise righteousness, exalt the nation, and sin is a reproach. Sin is a reproach. See, a righteousness that is power in it that will cause exaltation. In sin, it, it brings reproach at the end of it. Righteousness exalts a nation, and sin is a reproach to any people. Praise God. Whosoever lives life without discipline dies without honor. So what I will say, brethren, put yourself, your body, put it on that shake, put it there. What we need to hear is great thing. When people see that, they say, the Bible says in Antioch, that was the first time they called the people Christian. Why? Because they saw Christ in them. And I was giving you testimonies so, uh, sometimes ago about one of our sisters in the year that was presented a certificate from NHS for the great thing that person. They said, when I was reading that letter, I was said, it went above and beyond. That is, in those days, if you want to employ people, you know where you always go to first? Church. Because you know that is where you find truth of you, but things have changed, things have been watered down. That is where you should find a pillar of righteousness. And when enemy wants to destroy society, destroy this principle. We need to go back to that principle. Praise God. Number two, use your time, use your opportunity wisely. Opportunity will come, but you need to use them wisely. Ephesians 5.15 says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The days are evil. Make the best use of opportunity. Now, you might be thinking, how do we make the best of opportunity? What example I can give you was just, just changes slightly. Perhaps first from the Bible, that's the parable of the shrewd manager. Now, this was a rich man. So his manager accused him of wasting his possession. So he caused him an accident, and here you, the way you've been mismanaging my business and all these things. So he said, we're taking over this business from you. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to hand it to someone else, and you might even be locked up. The Bible said the manager just went away. So what this manager, what is a bro, uh, the manager of that business did was that he called, he used his position and called the creditors or the debtors. And he said, how much do you owe my master? You own 100 pounds? Okay, let's negotiate. Well, if you pay all the money today, I'll give you 20% discount. And he collected all the money. He gathered all the money together. So by the time the owner came, he said, look, I've been able to gather 10 the owner of the business says, he said, the master commended the dishonest, even though he was dishonest before, because he was clever and used the opportunity, that window of opportunity that was given before he got sacked, he used it properly. 
We have wasted a lot of opportunity in our lifetime. Opportunity for progress. Opportunity. Why? Because we want a place of comfort. Nobody wants challenges. And without challenges, God would not use a vessel that is not tested. Opportunity comes. You know, when God wants to, before God gives you a provision, he must give you a vision. So in the word provision, it means provide for a vision. So you need to get that vision, seek the opportunity, seek his face, and go for it. Praise God. Opportunity. So take, make the best use of the opportunity you have for self-development. Don't be a mediocre, like we said. Don't settle for... See, if God just wants to, want to get born again and that is it, then the day you get born again, a few days after you have taken it home. The reason why you just still left here is so that you can be earthly relevant. So many Christians, what we do is that is just say, oh, there you go. Oh, my home. I just... You are meant to be a shining light. You're meant to be a, a light of the world, a salt, a city that is set on the hill, that people can look at you that cannot bother reading the Bible and see Christ. Take the best use of opportunity. Spoken to some of our sisters, one of our sisters spoken and said, Oh, Pastor, I'm very busy, but I've not been able to finish my, my proposal for my PhD. I said, Go and do it straight away. Get proposal done before the end of the month. Call your supervisor back and said, You're sorry that you delayed. Say, I'll do that. That's, that's what I want to hear. Speaking to another, and uh, okay, Dr. Bernard is again yesterday, and they always say, Oh, I'm Change some few things about my PhD match. I said, no, 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 no. Let's this. So, but that's what I want to hear. Do not stop. The day you stop just like that, they stay, the day you stop developing yourself is the day you start dying. Shout hallelujah. Develop yourself. Don't be heavily conscious, but utterly irrelevant. Shout hallelujah. We, glow, we give glory to God through our relevances on this earth. So people, when they see us, they know there's life in Christ. It's not a boring one. It's Christ-like. Shout hallelujah. Number three, understand God's will. Understand God's will. Ephesians 5.15 says, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as well. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are if therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is understand God's will do not be don't be pushed away in following your own will the Bible said that's a way that seemed right before men but they are the, the ways of death understand God's will understand his will and when you do that you'll be able to you will have good success now, going, knowing God's will sometimes can be very challenging, but there are ways. The best, one of the best ways to know God's will is to have perfect relationship with him. That is what he desires from Christians. He does not want a middleman between you and himself. He wants you to be in a perfect relationship with him. God does not have stepson, stepchildren. He wants to relate with you directly. See, if I kick a ball here, over the road, and my son sees it, 
person need to ask me, Daddy, can I go and get that book? You know what I was going to what I will say at that point. In another situation, you know exactly because there is a relationship. Once you have a relationship with him, you will, you will automatically walk in his will. Understanding God's will. Praise God. As we walk with the Lord, obeying his word and relying on the Spirit, we find that we are giving the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ will tell us everything. When he gives us the Holy Spirit, he gives us all, everything that will direct us. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, 5, it says the righteousness of the blameless, the blameless make their path straight. But the wicked are brought down by their own unrighteousness. Another version says by their own wickedness. Shout hallelujah. If you faint in the days of adversity, then your strength is little. Your strength is small. Understand his will. Spend more time with Jesus. Spend more time with him. How? Attend Bible studies. Don't let them be running after you before you attend Bible study. Prayer meetings. Don't let people be calling you before you do all of that. Sometimes you feel like, oh, you're so tired today. Tell me some, tell you something. That is the best time to make sure you attend. That's something on the horizon. That is the best time. Understand God's will. The Bible says in Matthew 6, that to the seek first my kingdom and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. That is the, see, the reason why people struggle with life is because we don't follow his principle. This is the principle in which Jesus himself has given us how to live our life. He created us, he gave us a principle. He's, you know what? He says, seek me. Forget about other things. But we seek other things. Then we say things are not working well. And will it work well? Because he has given us the guideline and the principle of how the mandate, the guidelines of how to live our life. Shout hallelujah. Finally, because of time, have the right priority. The right priority. The right priority. Do it the right thing, the first thing, the right thing at the right time. The right priority. Now, Jesus once went to the house of very good friends, Martha, Mary, Lazarus, you remember Lazarus? And both of them were very busy. And uh, so Martha was doing all the cooking, going, you know, like we do so many programs these days, people cooking, doing all of that. But Mary sat beside Jesus, listening to Jesus all the time. Then Martha said, oh, Jesus, Tell my sister to come and come and assist me. The Jesus answered, say, matter, matter. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about so many things. The few things are needed. In fact, he put it down to only one. He said, only one. And that thing Mary has chosen. And it will never be taken away from her. Few things are needed. In fact, only one is to be with Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Few things are needed. Put the priority right. Put your priority right. Now, is anything wrong with what matter is doing, cooking and doing all of that? Of course not. But here's where the problem is. Martha is so preoccupied with what she was doing that she forgets to forget to realize that Jesus is there. 
cheese. So preoccupied. Well, there's nothing wrong with cooking and entertaining Jesus, but that should not be the focal point. That should not be the center of attention. Martha was caught up in what she did and missed the opportunity. And you can, if you have time, you could go further and see that was reflected in their attitude when Lazarus died. Shout hallelujah. What are we saying, brethren? Put God first in everything you do. I keep saying it again. Matthew 6, 33. He has given you a guideline, a precept how to live your life. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added. What should we seek first? Jesus. Put God first. When God is a priority, it affects our decisions, our relationship, our total outlook. It affects it. And I want to say only the led, only those that are led by Jesus become leaders in their world. Only those that are led by Jesus can't sustain high places, high ground. Matthew 419, remember what Matthew 419 said? He told the disciples, he said, follow me and I will make you. So you want to follow our desire and want him to make us. No. Say, follow me, then I will make you the fishers of men. Only those that are led will get to the end. Shout hallelujah. Put God first. Daily devotion. Take time out of your busy schedule and take time with Jesus. The challenges of this, what I was telling someone this morning, will always come regardless. But what makes you stand is the time, quality time you spend with Jesus. Because it will remind you, it will tell you that this time too shall pass. That even though Solomon lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As long as there's morning, then you know there's joy. Shout hallelujah. Daily devotion. Have daily devotion prayer with your families, with yourself for the church, for everything. Quiet time. Quiet time, quality time with God, daily devotion, and with your family. With your family, your nuclear family, the extended family, spend time together, discuss the word of God. Praise God. Quality time with your family. So it's not just work, work, work. Shout hallelujah. Legendary man. What did I say? It's not just work, work, work. Find time for your look for those that uh, just said that yet today for the men in the house are called they have a group called legendary men. So that's what we call legendary men. They're all legends. Shout hallelujah, man. Have time for your family, for your children. It is part of your duty as a Christian. So don't just come to this part of the world and look for pounds all the time. Because pounds may stay. The, the life of pounds stay forever until eternity. But you, you live within time. It lives outside of time. Praise God. Hard work. Majority of us here, so you work hard. You work. See, the principle is you work hard and you play hard. Now, so many Christians, you, don't, you make sure you balance the two. Remember in those days in university, what do we say? You, you read as if you would never pray and you pray as if you never read. You balance it. Hard work. You work hard as Christians. You work, you go above 
and beyond in what you do. So that people can see Christ in you. When they want to delegate things, then they can look for you. No, we trust him. We know that he will do the right thing. Work hard, play hard. And I pray as we do this, the Lord will continue to help us in Jesus' name. And finally, I think we'll finish. What are the four things? Can we repeat them? Number one, if you've been writing. Live wisely. Live your life wisely. And part of those things is to be Christocentric, to guide your utterance. Do not compromise. Stand on the true righteousness as alternation. Number two is what? Use opportunity wisely. It's like a traffic light. It doesn't, it's not green forever. When you say green, go. Number three is understanding God's will. Understand his will and walk in his will. And the last one is have the right priorities. Put God first. Remember your families. Do things in the right order. And as you do that, the Lord continue to bless you in Jesus' name. As we round up, if you have your Bible with you, we will open to the book of Deuteronomy 32. I want to tell you about somebody we all know that was exalted, established, elevated by following this principle. And we'll round up with that. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 9 to 14, if you, if you got there, shout hallelujah. If you don't have your Bible, shout hallelujah. All right. Not the phone Bible. <laughs> Amen. Deuteronomy 32 from verse 9 to 14, it says, and I quote, it says, for the Lord's portion is his people. What's the Lord's portion? Say, I am the Lord's portion. The Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the Lord of his people. You can remove that and put your name there. The Lord portion is his people. Then in our zooming, Jacob, you can sit, put your name there. That is the Lord of his inheritance. Now, look at where he found it. He said, he found him in desert land. Some of you can remember where we came from. You anticipate, you're starting. Where we all came from. Great grandparents just remember, but he said he found him in the desert land. That is our history. That is who we are to be humble. In the waste, hollowing wilderness, what did he do after that? He led him about. He instructed him. Remember those things. It is through his instruction. He said he instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eyes. As an eagle stirred up a nest, flew over a young, spreaded abroad her wings, taken them. He buried them on a wing. So the Lord alone did love him. And there was no strange God with him. What is the effect of that? The effect of that because the Lord led him. There was no strange God. He does not bow down for the God of Mammon or anything. What happened in verse 13? He said, therefore, he made him to ride in high places. There are process. You so he said, he made him to ride on high place of the heart that he might hit, what? The increase of the field. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock. It means he made him to, do, can you get honey out of it? Honey out of the rock. When there is hardship, when there is serious downcast, he's giving him favor. He's giving him victory. He made him to suck honey out of the rock. And hoy out of the flinty rock. He said, but out of kind and make of sheep, and with fat of lambs and lambs of the breasts of bashan and goats, with the fat of kidneys and wheat, and thus drink the pure 
blood of the grave. That will be your reality in the name of Jesus. I prophesy this morning that this year, this month will be exceptional for you in the name of Jesus. It will fulfill all these promises upon your life and take you to your higher places in the name of Jesus.